Thank you very much for listening to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective Podcast. Uh, I don't know what to say, really. Remember to subscribe, and then you can catch future episodes. Thank you very much to Joni for coming on. It was fun. She's very funny. Um, Follow her on LinkedIn and stuff, because she's very funny. I will speak to you again soon. The next episode will be about... About? Will be out in about a week. Uh, Remember to subscribe. Bye. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective Podcast. My name's Dave Brown and today I've been talking to someone else with the name Brown, Joni Brown. Uh, Now Joni Brown is a single mum, well a single mum, she moved to Leeds recently with her son um, uh, her ex-partner uh, 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 lost my thread there uh, also moved up to Leeds so anyway they're a kind of disjointed family living in Leeds she works from home as many of us do at the moment um, and she's seeking future work with the flexibility that she needs um, so we just had a bit of a chat about life actually life in lockdown what the future holds a bit about relationships a bit about some other stuff But uh, have a listen. Hope you enjoy it. I will catch you briefly at the end. And remember to subscribe and all that bollocks. Speak to you soon. Bye. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm okay, thanks. This is on my phone. Oh, okay. Is this working okay? It's working fine. I can hear you perfectly well. Um, So that's good. Here we are. Here we are. Has it started? Yeah, well, I, I tend to just crash straight in. Um, I don't edit anything. The podcast goes out as okay. as it goes out, as it as it happens. Um, so, well, thanks for coming on. Firstly, um, we had a little bit of a chat a couple of weeks ago, uh, and we're going to talk about. I suppose it's really the the lockdown and its impact on our lives and work in particular. I suppose, which is a. Uh, uh, an issue for you, isn't it? In particular, you are a mother with a, well, a five-year-old son, is it? Yes, five. Um, five. It's five on Monday. Five on Monday, yeah. right? So you yeah. you've been through that whole experience of, well, of dealing with that, I suppose, and working from home. You're working from home at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> working from home. Yeah, it's been. Um, well, it's, as I was telling you before, it was a bit. So I moved up to Leeds. I was in the south. Um, I was living in the south and then I moved up to Leeds beginning of January yeah. last year um, and with all these grand plans about 2020 and I've moved to a new place I don't know anyone but I'll make friends and it'll be like this and oh it's going to be amazing and then um, then there was lockdown um, and it was just me and my son up until September um, yeah. and it was just us because I didn't know anyone needs um, and yeah it was it was really difficult. It actually started off being brilliant because the weather was fine. Um, yeah. Which tends to be quite a novelty in Leeds. But yes, it started off great. And I thought it's great because it will pass really quickly and I'll get to spend all this quality time with my son before he starts school. Um, but yeah, it's sort of about June, July time. I was I was flagging quite a lot and um, yeah. I was finding it really hard. Um, 
And then his dad moved up to Leeds in September, so he lives nearby now. So that's made this lockdown this next this last time hopefully um, loads better. Yeah. Um, so you so you get a little bit yeah. of a little bit of balance, a little bit of time for yourself. Well, it's um, sort of mainly dusting. I mainly do dusting and vacuuming in those uh, <laughs> to the days off. Um, but yeah, it's it's better than it was, uh, particularly so this week. My son's had a fever, um, so. It's the first time that I've not looked after him while he's been ill, so he's been with his dad. So it has. Right. Okay. Normally, I'd be awake for three or four days that he's not well. Um, so yeah, it's, I've not had to do it this time. So. Um, I suppose that in itself, in in the current situation, that's a little bit of a double-edged sword. I mean, you get some some you know time to yourself, but equally, you get even less company than you would have before. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, that's that's right because what happens when I don't have him I kind of fall into a state of complete disrepair and I don't I forget to eat and I don't leave out of the house and I just sit in the dark because I don't he having him gives me some structure because he wakes up in the morning and he's just really energetic and he's in a good mood and I just have to do stuff I've got to make him food I've got to take him out he's a bit like a dog in that respect um whereas um if he's not around I just yeah I just have as I did last night just a takeaway for myself um and watch RuPaul's Drag Race by myself and then <laughs> fall asleep on the sofa um so yeah it's, it's it is actually a lot worse <laughs> now I think about it um yeah and I, and I suppose I mean it's, it's just the whole you know the whole working from home thing you know it's um it's obviously come to prominence and it was talked about a lot before before this all happened anyway um but I, I think it, it's it struck me that people sort of viewed it as a as a purely positive thing um and now we're sort of starting to see and and you know you you you're having sort of the experience of well obviously being 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 stuck at home and and, and having a young son yeah. um but the negative side of working from home um and i think i don't know for, for me I, I i i like i like the freedom i don't like to have too much of a a structure in my day which might be to my cost sometimes maybe i could do with a bit more structure but yeah. but when when we don't have any of that it's kind of like we, we, you know, it's like we don't know, we don't know what to do with ourselves. Yeah, I don't. It's, like, I, it's, like, it's almost like you, you, what you're describing. You sort of like you forget to fun, you forget forget how to function as a as an adult. Yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah, I mean, I was just talking to a friend about this recently about the day he wants to retire early, and that sounds nice in principle, but I think I would just just I just would fall apart. I need to have I have to have to get up for something. Um, Otherwise, I just won't. I'll just lie in bed and, yeah, not do anything. So I like to think I'd do all these amazing things, like, you know, learn to sew or something. Um, but that would never happen. It hasn't happened, you know, at all um, this lockdown. Um, but, yeah, I think working from home, I mean, I'm lucky that my job has been flexible. I mean, I moved up to Leeds thinking I'll get a job in the city centre and I'll, you know, it'll have a short commute to work and all that. But actually, the, the work that I've had has all been in the south. Um, yeah which is you know wasn't the plan but that it has opened up lots of more opportunities for me to to be remote working which is really good um but I would like there to be an office somewhere that I can go to because I can't keep looking at my, my flats anymore I've already moved I moved last year during lockdown as well um which was I mean I couldn't face moving again because I've moved about five times in the last five or six years um yep. so last time I moved um, I sold everything that I had I don't know if I was having some kind of um, 
crisis of some sort but I sold all my belongings absolutely everything I sold my beds yeah. I sold everything and then I, I moved somewhere smaller and then I just bought everything again um so um yeah so I've moved so I moved anyway last year um and I was getting a bit sick of the, looking at the place that I was in and now I'm sick of placing, looking at the place I'm in now um so I possibly will move again this year yeah, and I suppose that's that's partly because of the situation. Because you you know we're we're all, we're all being forced to some degree to to look at the place that we live in. Um, yeah. And it sounds like maybe you just you just you just needed a kind of like you know mentally at least a, a clean break from from something. It's you know I think sometimes we do just need a, a fresh start, and it's something that we do. Um, you know, we 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 rent actually, so we we do move around every you know every couple of years, which is which is quite good. I mean, it's a bit yeah. of an upheaval, but actually we get to you know, we live somewhere new, we meet some new people, although not at the moment. Um, but it also, the, the possessions that we have have, have diminished yeah. over and over again. Over, over those, so, so you don't have the clutter. And I don't know, mentally, having all that stuff is a bit of a burden to me. It is. And I'm not, I'm not materialistic. I don't have anything expensive. Um, it just causes me stress to have expensive stuff. Um, but yeah. I um, accumulated so much stuff. And I, when I lived before, it was a bungalow. It was completely full. I had a room that was just full of stuff. And then I had a double yep. garage, which I don't have a car, so that was just full of stuff. And it was stuff that most of it wasn't mine. I've kind of picked it up as I've moved house and I've lived with boyfriends and then I've moved and I've got bits of their stuff or my ex-husband's stuff. So I just I just wanted to get rid of everything. Um, and I moved to a much smaller place. I don't have a garage, so I had to downsize. And I, it's just so much more freeing because I think if I move again it will be a few boxes really easy um I don't have to worry about yeah getting a massive company to do everything for me um but it has meant that because I've moved around so many times which I probably do need to do something about but my my son um does just think that that's normal and he loves it he really yeah. likes moving. yeah so he tried you know so he'll say there was a bit of paint that was coming off the wall the other day and he said to me um, oh, there's paint coming off the wall. I think we probably need to move flat again. So he just thinks that that's <laughs> move when you don't like something in it or something's going slightly wrong. Um, you should just, yeah. you know, just, just up and leave. Um, and he likes the idea of that. Um, and yeah, so, so he finds it exciting. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I mean, I keep trying to be more settled, but I, I, I think that naturally I'm not really. So I tend to kind of move a bit, but it's it's different now because he's at, he's at school. So. I sort of have to stay in one place. Um, yeah, and I, 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 I suppose it's, it's just interesting that you use the word normal. You know, he thinks mm -hmm. it's normal to move, but I mean, you know, for some people it is. And and the reason we we live like we do, and I'm not saying it's it's right or wrong, is is that that's that that's the expectation we have. That's the the conditioning yeah. we have. You know, our parents did it, so we do it, and 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 the cycle continues. Yeah. Um, so even you know even the subject of, of sort of working from home you know traditionally that wasn't something people did. No. I mean you know in my early years it it was something that salesmen did. They'd be in the office a couple of days a week and they'd be out on the road, but they'd also work. You know they they base themselves at home. Yeah. But everyone else went went into work. Um, and I suppose you know the current situation has well it's forced people to need to work from home. Um, it's forced businesses to make those changes, and some of them will we'll see that as a good thing. And some of them, I suppose, some companies when it, when it all, you know, when it all gets back to normal, normal that word again, 
Um, some companies will continue to have people working from home or or maybe it needs to be a balance of both. It's not really, you know, what you're saying, you, you want to work from home, you want the flexibility that comes with that because you've got a young son. Yeah. Uh, but equally, you want to be able to go into a place where there's some other people. Yeah. <laughs> and but, and yeah. It, it's it's the, you know, I think it's it's just the, it's the informal communication. It's just those little bits of communication. It's not about the job specifically, but it's just about walking into somewhere and saying good morning to a few people and having a bit of a chat about the weekend and, and all those things that we do. Yeah, I think um, it's, sort of the, the job that I do. So I'm a researcher and a lot of interviews are just so much better in person. There's just something, it's just not yeah. the same on a video call. There's just so much more that you pick up being in the same room as a person. Um, so I think yeah. that's a, a lot. A lot is lost that way. Um, but also, just in knowing colleagues, and I've worked places where there's been hot desking, and I've always really liked that because it has meant that I get to talk to other people in the organisation who I might not otherwise talk to. Um, and I tend not to talk that much about what I just like talking to them about other things and having fun with people. I mean, I've, I've been lucky that everywhere I've worked, mostly I, I've liked the people that I worked with, um, and so I like spending time with them. So um yeah but not every day I, I I you know to be able to work from home and get in my case a number of Amazon deliveries every day um or you know to, to <laughs> that, that's quite good as well so yeah for me I mean it would be having the option of doing both would be great um but yeah there seem to be lots of companies lots of job ads that I've seen where people have said where organizations have said um you know it's temporarily remote um and then you're expected to go into the office once COVID's over um and yeah and and vice versa people were saying yeah it's it's just all going to be remote now or you know so I, I yeah I think having the option of both is is good for lots of people um particularly I think it is good for people who have trouble with commuting for, for any sort of reason yeah. and and for parents and carers and in my case because um I've I'm a single parent, but I want to be able to collect my son from school, so I don't want to have a long commute. I mean, part of the reason for moving here was I was living in Essex before, and I would have probably ended up working in London, and I'd probably be travelling about three hours a day. Um, well, I moved yeah. here because it was about 15 minutes to the, the city centre, so it was I could spend more time with my son. Um, and that being, you know, remote working is is uh, does help people to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's massive. You know, three hours a day is, is a huge amount of time and it makes a huge amount of difference. I mean, you know, my, my wife, um, she works in education, so she, she doesn't work sort of, she never worked long hours. She works, you know, school type hours. Um, but she's, she's been working from home and there were some concerns. She, she actually works with, with kids with special educational needs. So we're talking about some, some sort of vulnerable children and there were concerns that, it, you know, it needed to be face to face. They needed to be going into, into people's houses, which she still does, does somewhere it's required. But but the difference in in her day and the difference in our lives, mm -hmm. just the fact that, you know, if she wants to, she can she can roll out of bed and and start to work in a dressing gown. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and then, you know, and then and then get then get ready a bit later if she's got a video call. Um, but it's like we whereas, you know, before it was we, we were, you know, when and when I was working full time, you know, we were all out of work. And then, you know, I suppose by by six o'clock, seven o'clock in the evening, we'd all be home and sort of, you know, we'd had a shower and something to eat. And and that was sort of almost when the when our own day started. Yeah. That was the only time we had. Mm -hmm. Whereas now we have sort of all this all these little bits of time during the day. So she's you know, she's working, but she's not always you know, she's not always on video calls. So we, we again, we just have those little bits of time together that's, that we didn't have before. 
and, and weirdly it's it's less stressful you know I, I guess there are some families who are who are struggling because they are together all the time yeah yeah um but we found it really good we found just you know I've got a son as well he's he's nearly 18 um but the relationships have have improved yeah I, I do think that that's that's going to be the case for so many people I think um yeah it's it is nice if you've got someone who, who you want to spend time with um that's that's good. I mean, when my son was born, his dad, we were together at the time and, and his dad was working from home and I just, uh, it was too much for me. That kind of, it was too, uh, too claustrophobic. Um, and I, I do yeah. need to have some space. Otherwise I start going a bit crazy. I just get, feel too, under too much stress. Um, so I like to have a little bit of a, a break somewhere, which is, but then I also appreciate that when I do have it, I do just kind of fall apart. Um, so, yeah, there's a bit of a balance. <laughs> yeah. I've got about, I can be by myself for about six hours before it all starts going wrong. And the other night, because well, I didn't have my son uh, for next day this week, but yeah, it got to midnight and I realised I, I hadn't eaten all day. And it wasn't three not I just get distracted and I end up doing something and then doing something else. And then I realised I've not eaten. Um, and that, yeah, that that is a bit of a danger if you're by yourself and you've got no one to say to kind of to check in that you're you're um doing basic normal things to function um <laughs> but yeah uh, so what do you think would happen then if you if 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 you didn't have if you didn't have a son and you were on your own and you were on lockdown yeah. What do you think would have happened? I like to think that I would have learned lots of new skills. I would have gained, you know, a law degree or something. But um, I think that I probably would have wasted the time regretting all the things that I hadn't done, um, thinking about all the things that I should be doing but didn't have the motivation to doing. Um, dwelling. I just spent a lot of time dwelling on stuff <laughs> and feeling sorry for myself and then feeling bad that I feel sorry for myself because I'm generally quite a lucky person or have been in my life. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would have just spent a lot of the time thinking and overthinking stuff and not actually doing anything. I probably would have watched a lot of carpool karaoke on YouTube. Um, I probably would have <laughs> registered, got as far as registering for some kind of online courses and, you know, yeah. feeling like that was enough um I probably would have read about 10 different types of jobs that I could retrain to do um yeah but I probably wouldn't have done very much um so yeah at least I can think even though last year's kind of was such a strange year and, and went by in such a weird way at least I can think well I spent a lot of time with my son and you know he, he'll get older and that that will be important to me so um yeah, so even though I didn't really achieve anything tangible in any way whatsoever, apart from moving house, um, yeah, I, I, I can kind of cling on to that a bit, a bit, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's, I mean, it's interesting, you know, there's been a sort of cycle here and obviously there have been, you know, a series of lockdowns um, and when when the first one happened and, you, you know, well, this is really sort of looking at, at the, the content on LinkedIn, everyone was posting pictures of loaves of bread and it was all you know there was this there was there's this this sort of I don't know it was almost uh, this holiday this Christmassy feeling to it yeah because it was sort of and, and people were actually talking about that it's like because it because it kind of you know it was like that period between between Christmas and New Year where where you're sort of you know left to your own devices there's not much going on um so it's, it's almost like that the only time of year where you where people have to decide for themselves what they're yeah. going to do so, so that, I mean, that's quite interesting. And, and then there was all the conversations about, you know, the, all the things that people were doing and the things that people were learning. Yeah. 
and there are all the posts about, you know, if you if if you don't come out, you know, if you don't come out of this lockdown having learnt to play the trombone and, and you yeah. know, and and all the other things, you know, that that, and then there's you know all the pressure to 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 do something when I don't know actually, given how we live our lives and we're constantly on the go, maybe we did all just need to to chill out for a bit and not have the pressure to do things and have more yeah, time. Yeah, I think that's that's really true, and I think LinkedIn's interesting for that. The number of people who are posting and still are posting like, pictures of. Uh, like you know certificates of courses they've done pictures of books they they've yeah. been reading and every time I say I think oh, I should do a course um, and I have signed up to lots of courses but I've not actually then started any of them but I've, I've registered which I think is um, you know that's the first step isn't it um, but uh, then yeah. um, but then feeling like I should so I've bought lots of books during lockdown but I still just end up yeah. uh, watching you know pictures of uh, you know I don't know video YouTube videos of animals um so yeah but I, I kind of look like oh, I should have done this I mean I spend so much time thinking all the things that I should spend my time doing um and kind of beating myself up for not doing it when I know that I could just do stuff and I'm it's my 40th birthday in a couple of weeks and um I've told myself I'm going to buy a piano um and I'm going to learn it and that's yeah. that's that's the only th- objective I'm going to give myself um you know for the next few years I can just well if I can just do yeah. one thing um if I can just achieve one thing maybe it'll be so have you have you got experience of playing the piano well I my mum paid me to have keyboard lessons when I was a kid but I didn't it was on she bought this okay. really old um organ from a church and it was really out of tune so um well I'd say it's out of tune and and I never really wanted to practice on it because it was so awful um and then she bought a a really good Yamaha one that she's still got actually and that was 30 years ago um but I never wanted to practice and so my uh, teacher would bribe me with chocolate buttons um and yeah there's only so long um that worked (laughs) but I learned I think I learned to play um Sealed with a Kiss by Jason Donovan so I know that if I could play that right, when okay. I was uh, about eight or nine, um, and I don't think that I learned anything else. But I want my son to learn, so I want him to learn. So I thought, well, since I want to buy something for him, I should also try to learn it. Um, right. But again, okay. like, well, so so they so that's a, that's a sort of a joint thing. It's something that you can yeah you can yeah, share. I have ideas of things um, that he needs to learn, so therefore I need to learn it as well. So Chinese want him to learn a bit Mandarin I think or um so because I'm my mum's Chinese so I feel like um I don't yeah, know how yeah. to speak it and maybe um he he should but then I probably should well so I know what he's talking yeah. about um I probably can't be bothered I don't know I feel like I'm kind of too I, I often feel like particularly yeah with um, getting to well I will be 40 thinking I just feel like I'm too old to do anything now I feel like I'm kind of on a scrap heap of life as a woman and, and I do think that's a, you know because this whole thing you you taught so well, many you're told so many times as a woman you know it, after the age of 35 everything's just going to go horribly wrong so I've just kind of felt that um it's just yeah life is just going to get much worse for me <laughs> um so I don't know I mean that's not really the right attitude to have but that is you know well, but I, but I think it's again. I think I think that's sort of something that's that's conditioned into us. I, I remember. I mean, that I remember being told when I was fairly young that you know, if you if you haven't done it by the time you're thirty, you never will. And and what happens is we hear these things, and that we you know sometimes they don't go into our heads, but mm. sometimes they do. 
and that and and then that caused me to to feel this immense pressure to to have done everything by the time I was thirty, yeah. and then I got to thirty and went past it, and it's like, oh right, I, I haven't, you know, I'm not dead, you know, nothing, you know, my life hasn't fallen apart. Um, and, and I suppose, that, I mean, you know, this podcast is about is about human behaviour and, and how mm. we think fundamentally, and that's that's by just having people on and having a chat about a subject and seeing where it goes. But this, to me, is that the, there's, you know, that we we are conditioned to have expectations out of life. We are conditioned to expect to or, or be under pressure to do certain yeah. things. You know, it's a, bit, it's a bit like, you know, even learn, you know, I, I should have learned to do something mm. during this lockdown. But, you know, when I, so when I hear the word should, um, that, that's not really coming from ourselves. That's that's coming from some sort of external yeah. pressure, let's say. You know, I should have I should have done loads of baking. I, sh- I should have learned to play the piano, all, all this kind of stuff. And I don't know, we, we sort of end up, I suppose, if, if we don't do that, we end up feeling bad. If we do do it, we might end up finding ourselves, you know, trying to, to learn something that fundamentally we don't want to learn. I did it with a guitar. I bought a guitar a few years back. I'd, I'd always yeah. wanted to play the guitar. Um, and I had a, I was, it was a period when I had a bit of time on my hands. So I, I just went and bought one from Argos for 100 quid. Um, and I printed some things off the internet and learned some chords and I learned to play a really terrible version of yeah. knocking on heaven's door which is pretty much the easiest thing you could learn and then I just got to a point where it's like fuck this I don't want to I'd, I'd love to be able, I'd love to be able to play the guitar but I do not want to spend the time yeah. learning so I just sold it in the end and it's like I'm done I'm done now and now I you know I I, I might I might decide in the future to mm. to learn to play the guitar but it's like that pre- the, the pressure's gone because I didn't really enjoy the process of learning yeah. to play the guitar. It was it was harder than I thought it was going to be. Should is an interesting <laughs> thing, and I've had I had this in the in the past with a job that I was in that I absolutely hated, but it was paying me money, and there was career progression and all those things, and I felt like I should stay. But I was a part of me was really hoping that I would get sacked, and I knew that I was really hoping that I would get sacked <laughs> because as it, the job was going on, I was performing. You know, I was I was purposely being bad um and they they did they wouldn't sack me um but there was a point with that if I recognize that I really don't want to be here why am I still putting myself through this and I think one of the things that I've learned and I've really only learned it in the last year or the last six months um is that um I can walk you you are allowed to walk away from things you don't have to stay doing something and yeah. you can there is always option to walk away from from anything whether that's a job or a relationship or you know you can walk away and in the past I would always stay to try to make a thing work um and I'm not yeah. uh, this kind of, I, I think about this a week because I was sent a connection request from someone that I worked with in the past who was really awful to me and I remember just remember one yeah. day she just shouted at me for no reason and it was really humiliating and I sat and I just took her shouting at me and I always, when I was telling my friend this, they said, why didn't you just walk away? I said, I don't know. I just, I didn't. Yeah. Um, and normally in those situations with boyfriends or, or, I mean, it's less, it's not happened so much with work colleagues, but I would try to calm them down or fix the problem or you know, just make everything fine when I could just walk away. Um, and um, that's one thing that's, yeah that, that I'm hoping that I'll be the one good thing about turning 40 is that I've learned this now 
and this might come in useful but I don't have yeah. to do and some things I have to do because I've got to you know feed and clothe my son so there's sometimes things I'm going to have to do that I don't really want to do um but I don't have to put up with things that I don't like as much um and I don't have to try to fix things or make things okay <laughs> with people all the time yeah and it's interesting to say that because that's sort of you know that that's a let's say that's a, that's a fundamental pattern of thinking that you have that you've learned from somewhere I mean you know if I if I think about my my career my you know my my my, my employed career it was in manufacturing my dad was in engineering um and I think I was the same I, I just used to feel like I was obliged to to make things work and you know I remember seeing him you know he, he used to work really hard and it, it affected his health but he still kept going so that sort of I suppose that he was my role model, so I felt I should do the same. And and actually, he, he enjoyed his work, yeah. but I didn't enjoy it. So I just kept going in this career that that actually I grew to hate. And 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 similar to you, I think this wasn't about a particular job. This was about my career. I was I was just a bit of an asshole. The last, certainly the last ten years, when I started to work out that I didn't really want to do this, um, and of course for that ten years, it was everybody else's fault that that I was unhappy in my work. And, and now looking back, no, I, I was, it's almost like I was goading people. I was goading people into firing me. <laughs> and then when they did, I was, I was all, you know, all affronted by it and upset <laughs> by it. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, do you know, so, so it's like you, you can, so I was, I was sort of pretending, but I wasn't pretending very well that I wanted to be there yeah, and I wanted same. to do that job. Uh-huh. Um, so, so, uh, uh, sorry, I, I just think that, that, that there's a there's a whole chunk of our thinking yes. that comes from elsewhere and and, and even you know I, sh- I should have learned to play the piano or whatever on lockdown that that isn't that isn't our own thinking that's the the pressure we feel from all the stuff on social media or or whatever it might be you know and even parenting you know the 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 pressure to mm-hmm. be the perfect parent the pressure to feed your kids the right foods all the time and all that kind of stuff um and I mean, I, you know, I, I often have sort of conversations with, with people my age and, and we look back and talk about how how much healthier the food right. was that we used to eat. But, yeah, but, that but that's rubbish because it wasn't. We, 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 it, was, it was, well, yeah, you, I mean, you, you could, you know, we, we had to wait for a van to come around yeah. so we could get some vegetables. And they were probably quite, you know, some monkey vegetables off some guy who used to come around on a Sunday. Um, and thinking about, you know, we, we lived on, on yeah, fish fingers and stuff like that. Yeah, my mum used to give us a lot of liver sausage um which, right and then just we would just put loads of ketchup and brown sauce and salt on it um so yeah my son there's so yeah. that i mean feeding kids is that i mean that's just a whole nightmare people always want to tell you how you should feed your kid and when i had my son because i wasn't expecting to be pregnant at all um in fact i thought i definitely wasn't pregnant um because i'd taken the morning after pill uh and so i didn't find I was pregnant until i was eight right. weeks pregnant and it was a complete shock it was just a complete shock um and I didn't I'd never even held a baby and I didn't know anything about babies and I hadn't even really wanted a baby so when I had my son um I I really had no idea I mean I read all the books but I didn't and I didn't know what I was meant to do and lots of people yeah. with an unsolicited unsolicited advice on what how I should look after my son whether he should have a dummy or not whether he should have socks or not whether he you know what age he needed to have shoes how I should feed him 
and 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 I was so stressed I, or, I really really and I'm still I'm still a bit like that um I still do listen too much to other people's yeah. point of view but it took me um a long time I mean I remember walking down the road he was a when he was a baby, his dad bought him this kind of foot muff that went on our very expensive buggy. Um, and it was really, really thick and yeah. warm. And um, I, some guy I didn't know came up to me and told me, um, I think your son is really cold. You should probably get him a blanket. And I was, it, I went back and said to my son's dad, am I like, do you think he's too cold? And he said, just feel him. And he's, he's not, he's perfectly warm. But I kind yeah. of lost trust in my own judgment of well someone else is telling me that I'm not doing the right thing and I don't know if I'm so they mustn't they probably know more than I do this man off the street probably knows more about my son than me and um I, and I had that about lots of things yeah. um and I still it still does and there's lots of pressure particularly around you know you've got to get your kid into a good school and you've got to you know even like his homeschooling because he's, he's five and he's doing he's got three hours of homeschooling to do they're doing joined up writing which I definitely didn't do at the age of five um and I've I don't want him to no. fall behind because I don't want his confidence to get affected on the other hand I know it's completely ridiculous that at five he should he shouldn't be doing this he should be out and having fun um but it's that I've struggled with that how to be a good parent is a good parent him out having fun or is a good parent making sure that he's not behind at school what and I'm trying you know, I'm always trying to get the balance right of, of how to do that and I, I I still don't really know how to do that um I'm often doing stuff I know is is ridiculous well, I, um, and is totally unnecessary um like joined up writing um but you know and, and he hated it he hated writing when he went to school we kind of practiced it at home when he went to school he absolutely hated it he was refusing to pick up a pen he said it was too hard he couldn't do it all the other kids could do it um and then lockdown it that's improved and he's fine now but um I was thinking why am I teaching him to do a type of handwriting that you know he can learn in a few years um when it's making well and also I mean you know how, how much handwriting do we do we do we actually do I, I, I very rarely write yeah. anything I mean, my dad has Nowadays. a business. He's, you know, does well, and he's, you know, he writes everything in capital letters. It's fine. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. And I, 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 yeah, I mean, if I if I do write, it's it's a sort of a a bit of a mixture of, yeah. of joined up and not joined up. It's just, you know, so so again, I think I think if you if you think about the the theme through all this, or, or it certainly is for me, there's this there's this constant pressure to meet a standard. And that 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 starts very early on in in our lives, you know, in terms of in terms of education. And actually, there's you know there's pressure as a parent. You know, parents talk about when their kids started to walk and when they started to talk and all this kind of stuff. You know, there's an assumption that that if if you don't meet a certain standard by a certain time, yeah, then you've fallen behind. Whereas actually, kids are all different. We all develop at different speeds and we learn in different ways. So, you know, if, if, if there are kids who are falling behind, you know, the, the traditional measures at school, maybe they're just yeah. not being taught in the right way because they need a yeah. different way of learning. You know, so, so uh, you know, and then, I, and then I think, you know, that, that runs through our lives, you know, into, into the, the, the work we do. So, I don't know, I mean, you know, we end up sort of being, hmm. we're compliant in many ways. You know, we, we, we comply in the, you know, the, the, the job expects us to be there at a certain time and leave at a certain time. 
Um, and most yeah. people just accept that that's normal. Um, and then I think as we get older, you know, we get into those sort of those forties and fifties, you know, we we do we do start do to, so? to rebel. I'm, I'm hoping in in ways yeah some of us do some of us don't but well or or, or, or you're now but, but at your age now you're, you're starting to to think you know you start to look back and think actually was that really the right way to yeah. do it did I have to do it that way did I have to fo- did I have to follow this path and I suppose that's what sort of you know approaching midlife is all about and you get to a point where and I, it's like I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me anymore I mean some some people I do but 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 largely you know, I, I, I'm, it, I, I don't care. I think it's a matter of confidence to be able to re- reject what other people are telling you. And But, I mean, one of the things that never occurred to me was that it would be possible to set up a business. Like, I felt like that's just a thing that a few people do, and they are certain kinds of people, and I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. And in the last couple of years, I thought I'd really like to set up a business. I've no idea in what, and I've no idea how to go about it. But it wasn't something because... I think now at my age, um, uh, I kind of look back and think I've spent a lot of time working in some environments where people squeezed as much out of me as possible in terms of work. And I was working stupid hours. I mean, there was one company that I used to work for that's very well known, but they used to have offices that were 24 hours a day. And I would just work and work. And I never looked after myself and they didn't pay me very much. And I look back and go, what? Why was I earning all this money for them um, and getting not, really not getting anything back? And it never occurred to me um, that I could, there were other options. Um, and now I'm resentful of the idea of, of making yeah. money for someone else. Um, and so it's, it's always in the back of my mind of, okay, I need to, and I'm thinking, always trying to think of business ideas that I think might work. I've not quite hit on anything that I'm that excited about yet, but it's, um, yeah, that's definitely been the thing that's that's changed. But there are some people who just grow up knowing that that's an option for them. I mean, I remember when I was first went to uni, oh, in 1999, um, such a long time ago now. But I um, was uh, went one of the courses that I applied for was uh, documentary filmmaking, and I love documentary films. And it was run by Leeds Uni. And I, when I went there, I was the only person on the open on the interview day who didn't come from a well-off background and everyone else had done their work experience at the the BBC or, you know, Cosmopolitan magazine. And I had done mine at the Inland Revenue data entry in Romford and I felt so out of place. And when I had the interview, I I told the person who me, I'm not going to get the grades because I just didn't have the confidence that I would do well. Um, and they they lowered the grade yeah. they required and I still turned it down because I thought I'm not going to fit in I'm not good enough whereas everyone else seemed to go in with all this confidence that they belonged there on this kind of course um, and I did actually end up getting the original grades that they asked for and I've always regretted that I didn't have the confidence at that age to think yeah why shouldn't I do this They're, they think that I can do it I, I don't think I can do it um, and that's something I'm really trying to change you know make sure it doesn't happen with my son um so I mean my son's kind of gone the other way that he he yeah. thinks he's the best at everything he thinks that he's the most beautiful person in the whole entire world yeah. um so but I'm trying to get him to to realize that he's <laughs> he's good which is why I think when he I can see him struggling with handwriting or something I think I don't want this to affect his confidence I, I want him my main thing is that he's happy and confident 
Um, if he's that, then I don't care whether he doesn't have to be the yeah. top in the class. I don't care about that. Um, but I, I want him to be happy and confident. Um, and he's definitely confident as he, as he is. But, you know, life might not come out of him. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping to kind of keep him thinking that anything's possible for him. So. Um, and it, so I suppose it's, it's a difficult balance, you know, I mean, if you look at, you, again, you look at some of the content you see on things like LinkedIn, you know, there's this sort of this empty motivational stuff, you know, you can do anything, you can be anything. I mean, yeah, it's kind of, I, I get it, yeah. but I mean, I it's can't not necessarily true. <laughs> you, yeah. can't, you, you know, you can't be anything. You, you, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't win the 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 women's hundred meters at the next the next Olympics. Um, I mean, that, no, that's just um, that's not gonna. I am, um, yeah, no, no, it's true, and I think, I mean, it's it's difficult that kind of balance between people, you know, inspiring posts and posts that just make me go, oh, I'm so rubbish. Um, and I think the one recently that stood out was um, Whitney Wolf Heard, the Bumble. Um, founder uh, who's incredibly successful um and has, has i mean i've used bumble a number of times with no success but it's a, it's really a, a very well done um and you know she's in her 30s or, or 30 or something i should really you know successful um look at that going wow i i'm you know it's an achievement for me if i can remember to do my online shopping um, so the idea that the fact that she's done, I think, oh, I'm not, you know, I could go, wow, someone has done something, maybe I could do something. Um, and sometimes I do think that. And sometimes I think, wow, they've done something. I'm really terrible because I've, I've not done anything. Um, and yeah, so the motivational thing is, is a bit of a tricky one. But yes, people, not everyone can do everything. I mean, there are definitely things that I am never going to be able to do. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, and don't expect to be able to do but as, as as a kid, you 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 know it's yeah it, you can do anything. And I'm and I have met people in my in my life who, I mean, my son's dad used to be a director at, at MTV, and to, like that's like really how do you even get that? And um, but he never had the expectation that he could get. He just he just did. Uh, he I don't think he has any of the sort of self doubt that I have, um, which is well why why can't he do that? Um, but he doesn't come from a, a privileged background or anything. He just has this confidence in himself. Um, and I, I don't know where people get that from. Um, but. I, I, you know, I, personally, I think it, it partly comes from from sort mm. of pursuing things that interest us. You know, so it's, it's uh, you know, I would always say to people, you know, don't, don't ask. Don't ask a kid what they want to do when, when they grow up. Ask um, them what they enjoy now. Yeah. Um, you know, so get them to focus on the stuff that grabs their attention and, and it might not grab their attention forever. They might move on to something else. So my approach with my son, you know, let's say around, around things like sport, if he's shown an interest, I'll always give him the opportunity to go and try it out. So, I've, you know, he's been to the driving range to play a bit of golf and, and he doesn't play golf, but actually yeah. recently he's, he's started to talk about it. So he's, he's got, he's got some experience. He's familiar with, mm. with golf. He's familiar with going to the driving range and he's been on a, he's been on a, you know, a little golf course and stuff. Um, so I think sometimes it's about timing and I don't know. I think I, that's a good approach. I don't, I don't, I don't we're, we're, we're not all confident all the time. Mm. We're, it, it's, it's contextual. Um, but I do think that raising, raising kids with a, with a, a kind of fundamental level of confidence in themselves is more important yeah. than them being good at something. Yeah because they're still young. I mean, you, you know, mm. who knows what your son is going to decide to do. 
But I think the important thing is that it needs he needs to be the one who decides what he's going to do. And that sometimes people are just people. Some some people just find that thing that they love to do, and that's it. And you know, the, the, you know, great musicians stuff like that who who will happily sit for hours and hours a day playing their guitar or whatever instrument. Um, you know, it was never necessarily hard for them to do that because they yes, just fell in love with something. Yeah, and they no, did that's it. right. And I think as a kid, so many of our interests get knocked out of us. I mean, I used to love writing when I was a kid, uh, writing stories. But then by the time I was doing GCSE and A-level, we weren't allowed to do creative yeah. writing or had to be critical essays and and really boring books or books that I found really boring. Um, and it just stopped that enjoyment of writing stories. Yeah. I still love, love writing, but not the sorts of things that I would have liked to have carried, wish I had carried on right doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I yeah. do think that what one of my jobs for my son is to to help him find the thing that he really enjoys and and hopefully can make money at but ideally something that yeah. will make him rich because I don't have a pension uh, yet so my priority is I am kind of saying on a frequent <laughs> yeah. basis just to really get it in his mind you are going to be rich <laughs> you are going to be rich because whilst it's no I'm not materialistic it's not, but I do really want him to buy me things um so uh, that's quite important that he never forgets that and he factors that into his plans. Um, but I mean, the thing is that money, and we spoke about this uh, uh, last time we spoke, but it, it does give people, it, I do want money. Um, and I not to buy lavish things, but there is security yeah. in it. And uh, yeah, I just, I would, I would like my son to have a, um, I mean, at the moment I take jobs because, of, because they're paid well. Um, and then so they're not like the jobs that I had before I had my son, which I took because yeah. I was really interested in that particular topic or that, you know, whatever that field was that I was doing at the time. Um, but, yeah, I think I there's so much security that comes with having money. And I, I think that's sort of been particularly evident for me anyway during the pandemic of, you know, if you if you don't have if you have money to worry about on top of everything else that's terrible because last year I was very worried about money and there were so many nights I was lying awake because I wasn't working when the lockdown first happened um and I I was just with my son all the time so I wasn't working for a lot of last year and I was lying in bed in absolute fear of can I afford things for my son are we going to end up on a you know using a food bank am I you know, I just was so frightened. And then there's been a massive change um, since I started working where it's this huge burden has been lifted from me. But then I still worry about um, what if I get ill? What if that happens? What's, how am I going to provide for my son? Um, and it's, it's you know, it's never like it is. It's having a, a kid that has made this a, a, a worry for me. Um, but yeah. The... Yeah, it does tend to 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 sort of bring you into focus and and, and I think look, it's interesting that it's it's you know you say you want money I want yeah. money but but actually it's not money you want it's security you want and and in the cult in the culture we live in you know mm. we we need to have a certain amount of money to survive to to pay a mortgage to you know to have a roof over our heads I mean equally we could choose to live yeah. our lives very differently yeah. one where we didn't need money you know yeah. go, and, go and live in a forest not, that, in a tent <laughs> um so so no, and I, I wouldn't want to do that. So, so again, uh, you know, it's it's yeah. it's okay to yeah. want money because it's a requirement to to, to for, for you know to, to basically live. But 
um, I suppose some people are, you know, when you look at these 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 people who have got so much money, you know, the the you know, Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg and all these people, um, you know, then then for me it, it's it's yeah. then not about money, it's about power. Mm-hmm. It's about power and influence. Yes. And yeah, and I've no interest in very different. power. Um, although part of me likes the idea of um, of being powerful as a way to I don't know maybe it's a confidence thing but but like particularly recently where I've dealt with some recruiters and HR people and other people where I'm you know that kind of thing of the, that dynamic of having to go to other people and actually having money and power not having to do that there's some freedom yeah. that comes with that uh, that kind of independence um so I, I suppose I want power in that way um yeah and no, I suppose that, that look I, I think it does sort of come back to confidence it's, it's the difference between um you know applying for a job when you yes. haven't got one yeah. and applying for a job when you when you're already in work it's a mm. it's a very different experience and I've experienced both of those um so so I mean that's an interesting one I, and I suppose I, I sort of question what you know why can't we why can't we just be confident in both those equally as confident in both those situations and again that that's kind of yeah that's that's how we've how we've learned to think that if if we if we don't if we don't have a job yeah then there's something wrong rather than actually that's just the circumstance and, and, and i think i think in the current environment a lot more people mm. you know out of nowhere have ended up in a situation where they haven't got a job where they would have expected probably yeah. just to work for their whole lives and, and retire and that that was it um but the fact is that, that that's linked to you know having a job is linked to how we feel about ourselves yes. and that's linked and what to, to accept, you know, things like confidence that, um, and i had an experience um, last year i've not really told uh, i've only told one person about it but um i'd i'd been I'd, there was a job there wasn't a job i approached an organization that i i had respected and as well respected organization i approached them asking to do some volunteer work for them because they were doing health stuff in health um, and they are in kind of a casual conversation yeah. of the back of that I was offered a job which is a part-time job for two days a week but it was it was good and I was at that point I was desperate to work uh, particularly because something's flexible around you know the pandemic so I took it even though it was much the, the money was much less than I've had so I was just desperate and and so I took it and I yeah. signed up to a, a course uh, to help people in Leeds, set up their own business. Women helped set them up a bit, and it was just a course that I'd signed up to. I wasn't, I was interested in learning about business, but I hadn't actually, you know, I didn't have an idea of what I was going to do. Um, and I mentioned this like an idiot, yeah. but I, 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 you know, I'm quite an open person, so I had no reason not to, to my um, uh, in new boss. So I'd worked with her for a week um, and then I mentioned to her that I'd signed up to this course and she happened to know the woman who was running the yeah. course um, and she just completely freaked out that I'd signed up to this course and after I got off the call with her she framed me up and she sacked me and um, it was I have to say it was one of the lowest wow. periods of my life that was because I really was so desperate for that job and I'm yeah. I was so hopeful right now I've got this this is going to happen okay things will get better and and it's sort of been taken away with me I'd done one week of work with her which she was impressed with the work um but she'd often I'd mentioned her about doing this course she had phoned me up and said um 
spoke to other directors and they weren't happy because I think they were concerned that I was going to somehow steal their business and contacts, which is completely not a thing that I would ever do. I <laughs> didn't even think that someone would think that I would do that. No. Because I'm a complete idiot and I don't know, you know, I don't expect that someone's going to think that. Um, and that I wasn't, I'm like, I, I'm just like some single parent in Leeds. I'm not trying to compete with anyone's existing business or, on anything. But also because it was only two days a week and part time. I mean, how, it was only for three months. I mean, how much damage could I possibly do to their organisation? Um, but on one hand, I was kind of flattered that she thought that I might be capable of doing such a thing, of actually setting a successful business. But it, I think afterwards when I, yeah. I thought about it, I thought, why did I agree to take uh, that job? because it was much less, you know, it wasn't as well paid. Um, and and I had already spoken to her and not been completely sure about her either. But it was because I, I just didn't have the confidence in myself. Um, and then I was very lucky that the next job that I was offered was paid four times the amount of that job. But I, I did between the two, I had a period of about two months yeah. of where I was really down. I, and I was finding it really hard to pick myself up after that. Um, and then, then it was all fine after that. But it was it was confidence and I, and I had told myself right, I'm not going to accept lower I, I'm only going to look for salaries that and in, you know I'm going to look and I, I started looking for and even when I was starting looking again for work after not that I'd spoken to recruitment consultants who had suggested a lower salary than what I thought I was worth um, and I'd, it's only through kind of networking with other women yeah. and hearing about other women saying about negotiating things like salary and job title which hadn't really occurred to me I've never tried to negotiate a salary before or, or a job title I didn't even know you could ask to change the job title um that that's why I, uh, that completely changed my mindset yeah um but so in a way that that experience was really helpful for me but it um yeah confidence is and and that's it there was a difference and, and there's a difference now where I've, I've been looking for a job um, and then, you know, looking up actually, because I'm already in a, in something, it gives me a bit more choice than I was in last year when I had that situation. And I would have accepted anything that anyone had given me because I was so desperate. Um, and and then that can get exploited by people yeah. and companies and they do, which I, I think. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that's going to happen. That's going to happen more because, you know, we're, we're, we're in a, a period now where all right, unemployment has risen, but it's it's the, the, the situation is being hidden by by the furlough yeah. scheme, which was a good thing to do because it's you know it's kept kept people going. Um, but when that yeah. finishes, we're then going to see how big the real problem is, because mm. that's when the, the the sort of waves of redundancy is going to start. But but no, I, I mean it's interesting, you know what what you say because when when we're yeah. when we're in a difficult situation, we mm. we compromise. It's like you say, you know, I'll t- I'll take anything. I just need to need to find something but then you end yeah. up in a in a in a crappy job that doesn't pay much and then it makes that it makes it then more difficult to go and get the job that you really want and look I think again this this runs into the sort of work I do around you know with, with businesses yeah. around you know marketing to their ideal clients if you market to the right people who are going to yeah. pay you the right money then you're going to get more of that work if you if you if you scatter it around to everybody yeah. you're going to end up with some good clients and some some terrible clients and and therefore you're not going to be very happy and you're not going to get as much done as you might do and and earn as much money so um, I I suppose uh, employers which is that if you're on a good salary or you know you're on the sort of salary that you want or then they think you are are worth that um so and so that's why people in often I've done job 
applications where they've asked me my current salary um and yeah and I think if you know what your you your worth or what your skills are worth and you don't you know then there is a bit of a psychological game I've noticed that when my salary you know my day rate increased of people there is this thing oh well she must be worth it because other people are paying her that um and that put then puts you in a good position so yeah I think it's really important and it has and you know and obviously I say it's easy for me to say this now because I'm employed at the moment but yeah to to make sure not to to accept less than what you think you're worth you know in it, it yeah but again it, it depends on people's situations and like I say it's easier to say this now there probably would have been a point where I would have uh, changed that view but I'm glad that I kind of stuck it out a bit to find something that was was paying the right amount um but yeah and, and, I, and I think I think you know we, we have different life experiences so some of us some of us never have to learn that because because we just know it you know it, it's the difference between I suppose being you know born into yeah. a poor family and born into a, a wealthy family yeah um you're gonna have a different perspective on money you know it's gonna it's gonna have a different meaning to you and, and actually even if you're born into a wealthy family it doesn't mean that yeah. you have you have healthy thinking around money you know it could be it, it depends on the environment you're in um but but I suppose uh, you know for me it all comes back to you know even conversations I have with people around pricing it's it's very rarely about money. It's 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 generally and particularly um, you know in people who are providing services, the the conversation around pricing is really yeah. a, really a conversation yeah, right. around how they yeah. value themselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's that's the driver. That's the driver for mm. for, for for the pricing generally, or it, or it has a big impact. Um, so I don't know. It's it's a it's an interesting one, but I I don't know just a. Just to sum up, I mean, what what do you think? What where do you think we go from here? You know, as a as a as a, a planet, really, because we're we're I think everyone's really kind of upbeat now because yeah, hey, we're coming out of lockdown. Yeah. Uh, my thinking is we don't. I don't know that we necessarily are. What we're going to do is we're going to try some things, see what happens, and then we might be on another lockdown, or it might all go fine, and the vaccine's going to do a wonderful job, yeah. and then it just becomes like flu you know people will get this thing occasionally but we're all vaccinated and everything will be fine um, I mean what are I your, what are your no, thoughts on the, I don't know the future of work um, maybe I, I mean I'm naturally quite pessimistic I'm, I'm sort of hopeful but I'm, I'm pessimistic at the same time and I think that um, it's probably not going to be as great as everyone thinks it's going to be um, and I, I'm um, <laughs> but that, that is just my natural feeling on it on everything um, so um, I mean, I, I've really got mixed yeah. feelings. So I'm, I'm probably not sending my son back to school on the eighth um, because I, I'm in one of the priority groups. Right. So I, I already had my first dose of vaccine, and I don't. I've got this real. I've, the whole of the pandemic has been just high yeah. level of worry about um, what if something happens to me or I had to go into hospital. Who's going to look after him? What's going to happen with him? Um, so I've, I really don't want to get ill, um, and I for his sake as, as much as anything else so um I and he's really happy he's a very yeah. happy person and he's very happy at home and because he gets the mix of my place and his dad's yeah. place he kind of has that so he's he's quite jolly so he doesn't seem to be suffering in any noticeable way um other than he's kind of forced to spend more time with me than anyone should spend with me um but other than that he's you know there's he's very confident and happy so <laughs> um i think he he's he'll be fine 
if we just postpone it. Um, but I, I did have, when I was in the queue for the vaccine, I had this really strange worry of what if everything does become normal again? Um, because there have been some advance, firstly, because I'm not great with change. And so it would mean changing what has been happening. Um, but also from a work perspective, um, because some of the opportunities that I've had um, have been, have occurred because there's been a, a remote working. And so I'm what I worry from that point of view, actually, if people are expected to go into an office, is that going to make it harder for me as a contractor to find work? Um, and so I've got that worry as well. Um, uh, and I, look, I think that's, that's uh, what, something you said is interesting. I've, I've heard similar comments that, that people are people yeah. are feeling a bit strange about about things going back to normal. And and what and I suppose the way I see it is that that actually mm. it's, we're not going back to anything. It's another period of change. So we've gone through the period of change of being locked down and being confined, and now we're having to go through another period of change, to because things are going to open up. So we're not going back at all. We're going forward into a new period of change, which is re-engaging with the world and going back to work and going back to offices. Are you still there? I can't hear you. 